0: Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. You can find The Aside on SoundCloud, the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Android podcasting apps and now Spotify. The next eight episodes of The Aside come from Drama Victoria's mini-conference 2019 Jumpstart, where Heidi Irvine is in conversation with Wesley Enoch about Indigenous perspectives through drama these episodes were recorded at a live event, so the audio quality isn't as high as it usually is. This is part seven of the eight-part series. If you have not listened to the earlier parts of the conversation, I encourage you to go back and listen to those for context. Part seven is on the question, how can we have equity of representation?
1: Um, We've kind of, yeah, we've, we've ducked around and there's different places and I've kind of been noting down what we've like which questions we've we've answered and which ones, well, yeah, answers are <laughs> a loose, loose phrasing. But no, I think we have, and I think um, well, you have uh, talked about that idea of um, kind of representation and, and looking at kind of the impact of colonization and that idea of white, you know, white voices telling black stories. Um, also that idea of going, well, what is, yeah, there's questions around. People have asked around equity of representation, and I think that we've talked in a way about that. And that I think it, that's always going to be a challenging thing because I guess you're to create an equitable world where we've gotten input from each people in a way that we feel is right will be right to you, but to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's it's I don't want to say it's unachievable, but I think it's kind of almost, I don't know. But isn't the idea, you set yourself a
2: goal and test the goal? Yeah. You know, if you say, um, I remember the VCA was doing this, was saying, uh, we need to have at least 5% of all the, the, the texts being studied, the guest lecturers, all that stuff being from an Aboriginal and Torres background, at least 5%. And you go, great, yeah. go. Um, I looked at, um, I was a, a trustee of the Sydney Opera House for seven years, <laughs> and, um, and, sorry, but that, but um, we were talking about uh, the Reconciliation Action Plan, the RAP. And they're, they're, they're contentious issues. They they're contested, contested this idea of what it means. Why isn't there Indigenous Employment Policy? It's basically an umbrella to bring all that kind of stuff together. And they, they said, we need to make sure that we can achieve these goals and da-da-da. And they said, I said, oh, okay, well, the Aboriginal population of Australia is about 4% let 's say we 're going to hit a four percent thing and say, "Oh God, oh God, oh let's do that over a five year period da, da 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 They hit it in the first year and then got to six percent within the second year. Mm-hmm. Why? Because as soon as you set the goal and you start to measure it, you start to realize it might be easier than you think, mm-hmm. but it's the idea of setting the goal um, and and I always think of demographics as a really good Starting point. So, you, in terms of representation, because you've got competing interests, you know, your school might actually have no indigenous uh, kids in it. Yeah, that, that or you know, that's possible, um, uh, or, or that you know of, or that I want that wish to identify, which is the other thing. Um, but you might say, okay, but if the population is this, then we should make sure that we have at least five percent. This or uh, our community. In fact, there's a huge number of. Um, uh, uh, migrants from Vietnam in our particular community. So therefore, we need to represent that that in our in our work as well. How do you represent the 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 school cohort, the community cohort, and the national cohort in that kind of sense of things? So set yourself some goals. You know, the for me, because of my own kind of political beliefs and and my own sense of networks and what I want to do. I set my goal maybe much higher, Mm -hmm. because I go, well, I think I can achieve this and this. So at Sydney Festival, we have what's called the Blackout Program, and I go, right, my job is to make sure, or at Queensland Theatre Company, one year, 25% of all the performers employed were Indigenous. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know any other company in the country that has that kind of record or had that kind of record, but that was a personal belief of mine, and that was because we set the goal actually at around 10% or something and then achieved it through doing lots of different shows. So the idea of going, set a goal, actually just say to yourself, okay, what, what, what measurable will I give myself? And how will I test myself against that? And how do I then use that um, with, with amongst my peers? What are you doing? How are you doing this? I'm looking for a text like this, or I've done this, how are you doing this? Um, so that you can look at peer to peer learning in those environments.
1: Yeah, there's an interesting article the other day that um, Michelle Law had written about her play, Single Asian Female, which is at what at the moment is actually at Arts Centre Melbourne um, next month. Um, so, and she talks about that idea of um, Asian representation in the media and com- coming from a space of going, all of the Asian characters I was seeing were on MasterChef. Like she's like that was the that was what she was seeing, and it was kind of perpetuating you know, particular stereotypes, but also that idea for her of going, how, it, how is this the case when, it, it, you know, that, that idea of perspective and that idea of equity mm-hmm. and those sorts of storytelling mechanisms and things like that, and then setting the goal of going, well, I'm going to put a story out there, and it's actually going to be a story that's not dissimilar to your own. It just might be that there's uh, there's different faces telling that story. Well,
2: this interesting thing too the the... Um When you have a limited um, number of projects or limited number of texts being studied or whatever, they suddenly take on the power of representation. Mm -hmm. You start to go, oh my God, I'm only reading one Aboriginal play, and therefore that play has to represent the plethora of Indigenous perspectives. Whereas if you start to go, oh, here are 10 Indigenous texts, you start to realise you can have um, built into it different opinions uh sidebar
0: <laughs>
2: it was interesting 1967 with the referendum you know that changed the constitution that recognized aboriginal etc um, there was very much a collective structure to make that happen and needed a national profile uh, and a centralized kind of uh, structure that idea basically then was in place for 40 years this notion of a pan-Indigenous experience, a centralised organisation, which, let's say, ATSIC was then a, um, a response to that, this idea that we can all come together and all decide things, even though we are, by definition, in the true meaning of anarchic, an anarchic structure of self-governing kind of family groups, mostly, throughout the, the nation. Um, and this myth, which is that we are all the same, we are all together, we are all in agreement, has started to be used against us a lot. So, you know, when you have one Indigenous leader say something, Noel Pearson says something, and then you have one person disagreeing, suddenly that invalidates both positions, Mm -hmm. where that's not the case in non-Indigenous worlds. You know, you get... In fact, opposition is built into the way we debate and discuss things. The Westminster system creates at its very heart conflict of ideas and ideologies. But in Aboriginal perspectives, the last 50 odd years, there's been this dominance of agreement. You have to agree, because you're such a small group, you all have to agree to go forward. And for, for me, there's a sense of uh, in playmaking, in, in kind of those structures, that's a similar thing. You say, oh, actually, it, you have to ha- have some form of uniformity or definitional uniformity to create an indigenous work. The plethora of one woman shows that came through in the 90s was totally out there, you know, all telling pretty universal stories, oh, seven stages maybe being a slightly outside of that. Um, but, you know, also the, the template that came out of the Jack Davis years, let's say the 80s into the 90s, that kind of, that template that was then replicated through a number of different writers like either Johnson, say, or, um, or even if you go back to some of the Kevin Gilbert work, you know, these kind of sets of storytelling family dramas that play out the conflict of living in a contemporary world. That was it, oh, up, up the Road, at the, the Johnny Hardy piece. That this whole idea of um, the, this replication of structures, it starts to kind of say, identify a kind of cultural need to all gravitate and be similar. And what we're seeing in with some of Nikia Louie's work at the moment, or Kamara Bell White's also, but also some of the work that is doing, where that's just smashing that apart and allowing different voices. So here's, here's um, Jacob Baum's piece, Blood on the Dance Floor," talking about an indigenous gay man who has, you know, his blood being both HIV kind of living there as well as his Aboriginal heritage. And his connection to his father, you know, very complex big ideas, but it kind of separates and pulls apart this identity in the writing a bit more. So we're seeing more and more diversity in these last, let's call it, 10, 15 years of indigenous writing in playmaking, because we're also seeing a structural change in society, that Aborigin, Aborigin, Aboriginality and our political struggles are no longer about a kind of unified single voice. And I, I find that fascinating to, to look at. So going back to the beginning of this, if you only study one text, you are, you are laboring that text, or are giving that text the idea that it has to represent everything. Whereas if you have, as I said, half a dozen or more texts, you can then start to set the parameters for what the debate and discussion is doing.
0: Well, that's it for this episode of The Aside, but please do keep listening for the rest of the interview with Wesley Enoch on Indigenous perspectives through drama. You can find The Aside on SoundCloud, the Apple podcasting app Stitcher, Android podcasting apps, and now Spotify. If you would like to ask us a question or you have a suggestion for a future episode, please do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. We answer a number of emails each week and are more than happy to help. Thank you to Drama Victoria for supporting this podcast. Thank you to Aaron Searle for providing the music. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. And of course, thank you for listening.